This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free 800-507-1148 your pain relieving back brace may be covered by medicare at little or no cost to you call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last All right, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber, and it's great to be with you today. On what is actually a very sad day today, I don't mean to be a downer, we have had a terrific weekend in the Premier League matches today. We're going to have a match tomorrow, uh, and the title race is wide open. The Champions League spots are open. There's still one relegation spot that we'll know a lot more about tomorrow. So much to get to, but a couple of things today that have really stood out. Uh, The first thing uh, is this terrible fire in Paris at the Notre Dame Cathedral. Um, If you've ever been to Paris, if you're a European, you'll know what that means to the people of France, the identity, and not not just the identity of France, uh, but as well the identity of Western civilization as a European entity. It's uh, a critical piece of of it and its history. And it's very sad what has happened today with the fire. From everything I'm I'm hearing, it was an accident. It was inadvertent. I have no reason to believe otherwise. Uh, But it is terrifically sad. So uh, that's one. And, of course, uh, even greater sadness than that, uh, because thank goodness there was no loss of life. Today is the 30th anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster uh, I'm going to talk about that with my special guest, Kartik Krishnaya, as well as discussing, of course, the situation in the Premier League with the races. But we're going to kick it off with the sad discussion of what 30 years of memory, 30 years looking back at what happened at Hillsborough. Let's ask how how the changes that were made in the wake of the Taylor Report and then the Hillsborough Independent Panel how those have affected football and how much football has changed in the 30 years since Hillsborough. All right, that's what's on the table today, 800-878-7529. Don't want to be too much of a downer, but, you know, 96 dead. Have to talk about that. We'd be remiss if we didn't. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Once again, when I come back, I'll be joined by Kartik Krishnai. Oh, by the way, I'd like to welcome in all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening, courtesy of the American Forces Network. Such a pleasure uh, to speak to each and every one of you as we do every day, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. All right, break time. Be right back after this. Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, trimming the Yeti, 
whatever you call it, it's about time we talked about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, right? You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. Nine out of ten women of all ages prefer their guy manscaped. But you got to have the right tools for the jewels, or you'll look like you use the machete. Pop over to manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. No, 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 not that perfect package. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 that was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower, a precision trimmer engineered for below-the-waist grooming. Its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Oh, yeah. Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller. Get 20% off plus free shipping today. Visit manscaped.com and use promo code USA. Again, use promo code USA at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. At Indeed, we understand that when it comes to hiring, it's important to have a large talent pool to choose from. But sometimes too many good options can be overwhelming. That's why Indeed doesn't just give you access to a large pool of job seekers. We also offer screener tools that let you instantly narrow down your search. Hone in on hiring with Indeed. Increase your visibility to great candidates with a free sponsored job upgrade on your first job posting at Indeed.com slash promo. The sponsored job upgrade is a $50 sponsored job credit. Users are charged once the credit is spent or it expires. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Uh, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber with you. 30 years ago today, uh, there was an FA Cup semi-final uh, between Liverpool and Nottingham Forest at the Hillsborough Stadium in Sheffield. If you haven't heard the story, I'm going to tell you briefly. Due to some very questionable policing and crowd control, the pens at the Lepping Lane stand, the area allocated to Liverpool supporters, was terribly overcrowded. As a result, 96 p. 
people went to a football game and did not return. Now, we love our sport. We love our sport. You go to a game, you expect to be entertained, you expect to see the passions of your love of your team or their successes of those or your or the failures on that day. You don't expect to have to send your loved ones off to see a football game and to not have them come home. A terrible tragedy compounded immediately afterwards by the police themselves spreading rumors that it was drunken and unruly Liverpool supporters who that they themselves were responsible for this tragedy. When in fact it was the police opening the gates because they felt it was overcrowded led to overcrowding in the central pens and the collapse of the system internally designed to control those people in the terraces. And as a result, uh, this tragedy occurred. Uh, let me go to the guest line and welcome in a regular contributor, a good friend of mine, a man who knows the import of this date so very well, Mr. Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, 30 years today, 96 people went to a football match and did not come home. That is correct. And I want to add to your... Uh uh, to, to, to your narrative, which is not only was it due to the pol- not only was the policing and very questionable crowd control and access uh, Hillsborough that day for for um, uh, for Liverpool fans, quite frankly, for Nottingham Forest fans as well, um, but it was the aftermath. It was the way politicians handled the situation. It was the attitude of many of the leaders of the UK towards uh, people from. Uh, from Merseyside towards the, the, the city of Liverpool. It was the um, slander in the sun owned by Rupert Murdoch that um, made it that much worse. Not only did 96 people die, many of them young children, not only did uh, everybody in that town, uh, 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 in that city of Liverpool, whether they be Liverpool FC supporters or Everton supporters or Tranmere supporters, know someone who was either killed or injured uh, in the stampede. But then they had to deal, Nick, and this is why, you know, Hillsborough is so important. I mean, the tragedy itself makes it very important to me, but um, the aftermath even more so. Then they had to deal with years of slander, years of lies, and years of uh, public officials trying to cover for the police and trying to impugn the integrity um, of the people of Liverpool. So it, yeah. it, it was a horrible tragedy. You know, Kartik, it, it brought out the absolute worst parts of British culture. It brought out class distinctions. It brought out stereotypes. It propagated this idea of self-hate. There was yep. certainly a degree of Schattenfreude in here for, uh, at the worst level. Liverpool, of course, an extremely successful football club, particularly around the late 80s, was dominating football club. And it, it, it really was indicative and, and to a degree is an example of the worst parts of our culture wherein we know no bounds the bounds of normalcy, the bounds of proper behavior, the bounds of empathy are easily crossed. 
Yeah. And, and, and is... we see that today. And look, I, I had a I had a personal uh, – I was 24 years old when this happened. I remember it. My former co-host was uh, probably 28 or 29 <laughs> when this happened, and he remembers <laughs> it. Yet, yet 20 years on, uh, and we're looking at 10 years ago, there was still a raging debate. Still idiots prepared to say, in spite of evidence – directly pointing to the contrary, that drunken Liverpool supporters were themselves responsible for the tragedy at Hillsborough, which is not just disproven, it has just been disproven now through two separate investigations. That's how contentious this tragedy has become. And, Kartik, I have no understanding why. We should be standing with the families of those 96 people, and this is 30 years ago today. That kid, those children that were killed, would be parents. Those young men and women that were there to enjoy as mid-20s could be grandparents by now. Yet they're gone yeah. because they went to a football game. Yep, and as we've said this whole time, the cause and effect has been debated very much for not because there was some gray area or some sort of misunderstanding of what had happened, because there was a clear agenda and it did bring out the worst in British society in terms of the, the, the classlessness of it, of it, the, the attitude, uh, and, and Nick, uh, don't, don't take this the wrong way, I know you're from London, the attitude of some people in the South towards Liverpool and towards the North, um, and, and so on and so forth. And you mentioned... Uh, 20 years on, people saying idiotic things, including um, your former co-host. The, the thing I would say is that I think people said things to get a rise, to get a reaction. I think by that time, by 2009, the facts from the Taylor Report on, onward were well established. But people still thought it was a great way to be provocative, a great way to poke the bear, and to earn some cred with some... Um, the people who, who wanted to tell another narrative and spent uh, years, decades, slandering the families of those who tragically lost their loved ones and, and, and slandering those loved ones that were tragically lost in, at Hillsborough. Just in, in, incomprehensible. And quite frankly, Nick, I, I don't know that we would ever have anything as much as there are flaws in American society. And you know, heck knows, we're, we're more polarized than ever right now. That something like this could possibly play out the way it did in the and, U.S. At least I hope not. And, yeah, really. And, and Kartik, I mean, let's just be clear. The Taylor Report was made uh, in the wake of uh, this tragedy in 1990. I mean, it, it very clearly found that this was poor policing, uh, this yeah. was incompetence, this was negligence. Uh, and, and then there was yet another report in 2012 the Hillsborough Independent Panel, which it found, once again, that Liverpool fans were not responsible. The, the behavior of fans was secondary factors and said that most fans weren't drunk, weren't worse for drink, and that this was not, the fans were not responsible for this tragedy. The findings were absolutely clear. No Liverpool fans were responsible in any way for the disaster. Its main cause was a lack of police control. Anyway, look, 20, uh, 30 years on now, Kartik, uh, let's just uh, say we hope we never see another tragedy 
like this ever again, both for the loss of the life and doubled for the absolute insensitivity of an enormous amount of people to those people that lost loved ones during that tragedy. Yeah, and I think we all concur with that. And even the people who have been idiots publicly, deep down inside, know that that's the reality. Yeah, I don't know how they sleep with themselves, so <laughs> maybe that's all they get to sleep with because they're such unpleasant people. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, let's let's be a bit more positive, shall we? Uh, let's look at the actual Premier League. And by the way, Liverpool, top of the table. Let's talk about their outstanding performance this weekend. But then you have to say, Man City had an incredible performance as well. So much to get to. 800-878-7529. This is Fifth Street Soccer. I'm Nick Eber, chatting with Kartik Krishnaya from World Soccer Talk. We'll be right back after this. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403 5912 That's 800-403-5912. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 
800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. All right, welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, and I might say the award-winning Sirius XM app, 800-878-7529. You know, just a, a brief thought before I get back to our guest, Kartik Krishnai, and our discussion of the uh, Premier League over the weekend. I can just thank God that, at least in living memory, we have not had any sorts of tragic stadium disasters like Hillsborough, or Heisel, for that matter, here in the United States. And for all that we complain about the sporting issues around our league, certainly the Major League Soccer, uh, there are certain things that are very well done. It's a well-organized, well-structured well put together league and and things like that just I cannot ever see happening. Of course, there's a hundred reasons for it, and every single one of them good because we won't have that here. But let's go back to the phones. Uh, Kartik, uh, you're still with me, right? I am. All right. Um, let's talk about the Premier League because this title race is truly something to behold. Liverpool getting by what really was their most difficult test they have left this season. Now, we say that, of course, but this is the Premier League. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Uh, But the 2-0 destruction of Chelsea at Anfield was both a cagey affair, was both showed tactical uh, brilliance, showed individual skill, uh, and most importantly, it showed why Liverpool are and will be and should be worthy champions. However, I can echo exactly exactly the same sentiments about what happened. Uh, I believe it was Selhurst Park, right? Man City went to Crystal Palace. Is that right? Yep. And beat what was going to be a very difficult match for them. Let's not forget, Crystal Palace beat Man City at the Etihad this season. Right, and and Manchester City have had some struggles against uh, uh, Palace at Selhurst. And quite honestly, that's where uh, Liverpool lost the title five years ago was at Selhurst um, against Palace. Right. very, very tough match, but uh, I, I'm going to uh, uh, put this out there now. I think I put it out there on, on Twitter. Um, I think Manchester City dropped points at Burnley, at Turf Moor. You just look at um, the fixtures between the two clubs going back to 2009. Generally, Burnley punches above its weight against Manchester City. Whether they beat them, whether they get a draw, whether they take them to the wire, uh, they have uh, been a bit of a bogey team. So I think that's for City drop points. Obviously, they could drop points against uh, Manchester United as well. Um, at, or Spurs uh, this weekend, right? Or, or Spurs, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little odd. You know, we, we've seen this happen. I remember when Liverpool and Arsenal met in the uh, Champions League quarterfinals back in 2009, and they had a league match right in that, that, that period also, and it was a 4-4 classic. Uh, Spurs playing Manchester United. It'll be the third time they played in 10 days at that point. So, um, you Manchester City, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a- anything could happen in that match, right? But without Harry Kane, you'd think uh, Manchester City are, are, are favorite uh, in that oh, match. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You uh, know, Spurs won five in a row when Kane was injured before. In fact, they're only 67% with Harry Kane. So it, it, it may well be, and statistics certainly show, that Spurs are a better team without Harry Kane. 
in terms of results. Now, I'm not saying if you're a Spurs fan, you're, you would much rather always have Harry Kane on the pitch than not. But I'm not sure that Harry Kane of late has been fit. I'm not sure this has been the best iteration of Harry Kane. I think this ankle injury has really been exacerbated and, and, and is a lot worse than thought. Than thought. Let, let me throw something else out there. You see the best of Son when Kane is not in the team. You don't necessarily see the best of Son. I, I mean, he's a great player, but you don't see him. I think he prefers to be deployed centrally. And what we've seen with Son when Kane is fit, Son plays wide. Um, it doesn't get as many touches. It doesn't get as into the match. Um, so yeah. he, I assume, will lead the line. I mean, there's been some talk that Pochettino could revert to uh, to a three-five-two uh, with the Kane injury and put Son up top with Lucas Mora. Now, that wouldn't that be interesting? Because you'd have one guy who, who can hold the ball up as a really good finisher in, in, in Son, and then uh, in Lucas Mora, a, a, a natural wide player who could run off him, uh, maybe uh, run the channels, clear some space. So it, it might be very interesting. Yeah, you might be right. That, that, that could happen. Well, the bottom line is I think Liverpool. But what, but what about, I mean, I mean, let's not forget, I mean, they still have Lorente, right? I mean, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not put up. He's not put up many uh, many numbers this season. I think he's got one goal and four assists or so. But you know, you can put him up there. You can push Deli Ali up, and of course, you've got Song as well. I mean, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot that Pochettino could do, but it, it just makes the title race that much more interesting. You know, I have to say, I think, in my opinion, uh, the biggest the biggest stumbling block for Manchester City is going to be the derby at Old Trafford. I, I think it'll be the Burnley match. I, I think they'll lose to Burnley or, or draw that match at best. Um, the, the Derby, they, they very well could drop. A Manchester City may not, may not actually get that many more points if you look at their final five fixtures. And considering they're still in the FA Cup and they're in, um, in, in, the, uh, in the Champions League, I, I think Liverpool are going to win the title. Whether they win the title by two points or they win the title by seven points, they're going to win the title. And uh, uh, City just have a backlog of fixtures, and it's very difficult to repeat in the Premier League. And their performances have been far more underwhelming than Liverpool. So even if you're – I know the results, all that matters. But if you look at how Liverpool wins matches and how Manchester City wins matches, Liverpool look the better side. Well, it's hard to – it's difficult for me to agree with you now because, I mean, I watch Raheem Sterling, and I, I just – I have come to – just love everything about this guy's yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, everything from his attitude to his pace to his skill to his football sense to, the, to all of these things that this wonderful raw talent had but was unable to control all those years ago. You're now watching someone who's just flourished under the tutelage of Pep Guardiola is truly beyond world class. Aguero, I, I don't think we're seeing the best of him right now, but somebody like that is always capable of being a big match player as we know right with Aguero I think you're counting Manchester City out I think some of that is your own fandom of Manchester City (laughs) Kartik and your own personal expectation lowering I think this is going to go the wire I don't know which team is going to win I will agree with the desk panel of NBC Sports that both these teams truly deserve the title and if Liverpool go through this season losing only one match and don't still don't win the title it will be a bloody shame but it will also show how fantastic Manchester City's performances have been uh, despite the fact that they've lost you know four matches as opposed to Liverpool's one uh, the fact that both of these teams have hardly conceded any goals uh, Liverpool conceded 20 goals in 34 matches 
uh, City have conceded 22 in 33 matches. Uh, you know, these numbers are absolutely staggering, Kartik. I mean, they really are numbers that defy imagination if you are a fan of uh, the Premier League. You know, a couple of other numbers that have gone unsung is the fact that, uh, you know, when we talk about the Premier League being hyper-competitive, everyone always says, oh, no, you know, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all the top. It's all, you know, weighted at the top. But, you know, as much as we're talking about the incredible numbers of Spurs and City and Liverpool and guys like Mohamed Salah and Raheem Sterling and Sadeo Mane and these sort of big names, the Deli Alleys of the world, no one's talking about Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser because yeah, they play for David. Bournemouth, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but or, do you or, know these or, two are on track for the most goals as a duo in a single season, beaten so far, they have eleven goals. They're tied with Shearer and Newell with Blackburn Rovers in ninety-five, ninety-six. They're tied with Kevin Gallon and Les Ferdinand with QPR in ninety-four, ninety-five. They are only two goals behind Shearer and Sutton with that great Blackburn Rovers team of ninety-four, ninety-five. I mean, yeah, they that, have that more goals than the, they have. They have more goals than the partnership of Robbie Fowler and Stan Collymore. I mean, this is happening right now. In this season in the Premier League at Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, and Eddie Howe deserves so much credit for what he's done to build a style of football. You've had guys that weren't necessarily fancy. I want to throw David Brooks in there also. I think he's been one of the best players to watch this season in the league. Uh, I, I think players. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Right. Let, let me put on another one. Despite the red card, what about Troy Deeney? Deeney's been fantastic. I mean, and Deeney's such a redemption story. We hear about Tiger Woods and the yeah, redemption yeah. story there. Um, you know, he is such a great story. Um, Player of the Year, rightly, will come down to Van Dyke and, and Sterling. I think those are the, the two guys, right, and yeah, whoever wins the yeah. title. I think uh, it'll be one of those two. I also have to mention what Raheem Sterling has done off the field, off the pitch um, this Thank season. has been tremendous. He's become a real leader on this issue of racial abuse and um, – he, he's spoken so articulately about it, Nick. I mean, he's just become such a great ambassador for English football. But, yeah, Bournemouth, Watford, talk about also some of the really good stuff we've seen from Leicester since Brendan Rodgers got there. I mean, that's a sure. great story. I and mean, they've been playing wonderful. What about, what about Wolves? I mean, Wolves all season long, Wolves, yeah. Two players, I think, away from being a top-five contender. Yeah, um, and, and I think... They also have this uh, situation where they just have to figure out how the beat teams that, that pack eight or nine guys behind the ball against them because they're very good against the top sides. When they drop points, Wolves, uh, it's been against the teams at the bottom. They'll get there. All right, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about the Premier League. We'll take a look at the relegation battle going on. Let's also talk about this Champions League spot, how, how absolutely important these two Champions League positions are and who we think will end up in those spots. I'm Nick Ebron chatting with Kartik Krishnaya from World Soccer Talk. We will continue the discussion on the other side. In the meantime, find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Ebron, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'd like to say hi to our listener and fan, Ray Roscoe. Always great to have you chiming in on Twitter, Facebook, and the phones, Ray. 800-878-7529. We'll be right back. 
minutes. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right, welcome back to the show, Fist Street Soccer. I'm Nick Eber with you, talking to my special guest, Karthik Krishnaya from World Soccer Talk. Uh, you can find him at worldsoccertalk.com. You can also find him on face, uh, on Twitter, excuse me, at uh, KKFLA737. Uh, Karthik, before we get back into the Premier League, I wanted to talk briefly about a fascinating story that's been breaking in the British tabloids over the last couple of days, claiming that uh, Qatari Sports Investment, who own Paris Saint-Germain, who bought this club, put a ton of money into it, have made them kind of, uh, I don't know, the poster child of what money can't buy you. <laughs> because yeah. they bought right. every, big, 
every big name player they have yet, you know, still uh, European success has eluded them. But they they do win the French league on a consistent basis, despite embarrassing losses when they should be tying up the league. But then, look, this is a great team uh, with the likes of Mbappe and Neymar, and uh, uh, this is what they do. They, owners, Qatari Sports Investments, are apparently looking to get into, involved in uh, British football, and rather than buying into the Premier League, and I know why they're doing this, they're doing this for financial fair play, by the way, uh, they want to buy into the championship and they are looking at buying either Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest, or Queen's Park Rangers. Now, I am told by my sources that QPR is the preferred target because they are obviously in London. And they have a stadium at Loftus Road that is capable of being expanded, albeit uh, not as large as they would like. However, it does seem that QPR... I mean, Birmingham is, what, the second largest city in in England, that would obviously be a great uh, a, a great opportunity there as well with Villa. But QPR is what I'm being told the team they have their sights set on. Uh, what are you hearing, Kartik? Yeah, so uh, I've actually been uh, uh, burning phones up the last few days about this and, and, and emails and texts. Uh, so a couple things here, Nick. First of all, QPR, yes, I understand that would be their preference. I also... Uh, understand that there are issues with the Shepherds Bush Council and with uh, the borough of, of, of Hammersmith and Fulham, uh, Hammersmith and Fulham to uh, expand Loftus Road, right? So they're, they're, Tony, Fernandez, uh, Tony Fernandez now, before that, um, uh, the, uh, Bernie Ecclestone and his ownership group, Gianni Paldini, uh, and, and the others that were involved in that, uh, that venture uh, in the late 2000s, tried to expand Loftus Road, tried to... Uh, squeeze as much money out of that club as they could, um, and they couldn't. Uh, but QPR is, uh, you know, really a, a very obvious uh, takeover target. They, they are on the west side of London. They have a really massive, um, intense fan base. now, Including, I might add, my sister, who's been a Queen's Park yeah. Rangers fan since, oh, since she must have been about 10 or 11 uh, she dragged me to Loftus Road on many an occasion, and still today, even though she lives in Houston, she is a diehard super hoop. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is a. I, I'll just give you this example, Nick, and you, you and I both know a lot of Chelsea fans. When I talk to Chelsea fans from the west side of London, and you talk about, oh, you've got a derby with, with Fulham, or you've got a derby with Brentford in, in a cup competition, they're not that interested in those two clubs. They are interested in QPR. That is their rival. That is their local rival. And um, there has always been massive marketing potential around that club. And as I mentioned, they're in Shepherd's Bush, which is, you know, a, a uh, working class, but also kind of trendy part of London, um, that there has always been this thought that they could be the next big club, which is why Bernie Ecclestone went in, which is why Tony Fernandez went in. It just hasn't happened for them. Fernandez has lost a lot of money, spent a lot of money to bring them up to the Premier League a few times. But um, that would be the preferred takeover target. Nottingham Forest has the history uh, Aston Villa is in, as you mentioned, Birmingham, the second largest city in the country. However, Birmingham doesn't have the economic upside that London or Manchester does. So that's why uh, it's less desirable than QPR. I've also heard them linked with possibly taking over AS Roma, which would uh, cause an immediate problem uh, because Roma and PSG tend to be in the same European competitions. And I, I don't think UEFA regulators would allow that. It would be smarter for them to buy a second flight team in England 
uh, circumvent FFP, as you said, and get a team promoted and be able to mold the team in their own image. And it'll be a while before that team's in European competition. I don't think the Roma thing will be permitted by UEFA. Although, who knows? I mean, UEFA doesn't really enforce its rules half the time, right? I, I You know, I would not be horrifically shocked, Kartik, if the move to, say, a London team to invest in them, build them up, get them into the premiership, would in fact be the precursor for possibly selling PSG on. Because I think, despite the fact that Paris Saint-Germain is in, in, in Paris, obviously, the profile of the French League isn't anywhere near the profile of the Premier League. And, and yeah. I would not be too surprised if this was a move to create a new uh, mothership, so to speak, or which they can get on. Anyway, we'll follow this story. Uh, but let's get back to the Premier League, Kartik, because a huge match coming up Actually, tomorrow uh, is a wonderful Tuesday match uh, between Brighton and Cardiff. This match tomorrow, Kartik, will decide the final relegation spot. Well, it won't do it yeah. numerically, mathematically, but, but it will for all intents and purposes. If Brighton win, there'll be a 36 points. There'll be eight points clear of Cardiff. There is no way that Cardiff will recover from that. They are barely able to recover where they are right now. Which is uh, uh, which is on twenty eight points, uh, you know. I think they're in big trouble. Yeah, they're five points back, uh, and so this is a must win for them. This is a relegation six pointer. Real quick, Nick, uh, you mentioned about uh, about them possibly selling PSG. I heard that speculation with the Roma link that they 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 feel like uh, uh, Serie A has a higher profile, which it does, than Liga. The Premier League has an even bigger profile, but that. This might be a precursor to selling. You, you could be correct about that. Back to this match. Um, Cardiff, I thought we're going to give a better account for themse- uh, of themselves at Turf Moor the other day. And, and I really felt like they would scrap and fight in that match. I didn't see the fight I expected from them. And we've seen it come in waves from Cardiff since uh, the Emiliano Sala uh, crash and, and that tragedy. That they have, they have used emotion and channeled emotion uh, about his tragic death at times, but they can only do it for a game at a time. And I thought maybe this would be the rally against Burnley. Did not see it. They have to make this stand tomorrow. They have to win this match. Even a draw is going to be is going to pretty much put them on the brink, right? A loss, they're done because it's eight points. They're completely cut adrift. Um, the one thing I have to say that's been disappointing about the Premier League this season, Nick, is how quickly uh, the teams at the bottom have capitulated. Fulham and, uh, oh, well, of course, Fulham gets a win after they get relegated, but um, Fulham and Huddersfield, uh, which which uh, is disappointing. I'm hoping just for the sake of the race that Carter can win this match, but something tells me Chris Hewton, you, you, he's a great manager, particularly in these sorts of situations. He will find a way to, to get a point. Uh, they've had um, kind of a stop-start season, Brighton. They haven't played that well of late. I, mean, I think also they're... they're oh, they've been horrible. Deep in, I mean, yeah, part of it has been that they went deep in the FA Cup, though. So in fairness, they were winning matches in the cup competition. And that always creates well, problems for teams fighting relegation. Yeah, but they've had two wins all, all year. They, they've had right, two right. wins uh, since in 2019, since January. And I have to point out that in 2014, Chris Hutton was managing Norwich. They were, they were very safe around Christmas. And the same thing happened. And... Uh, they ended up getting relegated. 
Now, I'm not saying that that's happening here, but this is very similar. So they need to get something tomorrow. Uh, and I said, as, as I said, in Turners, they went deep in the FA Cup, so they have a couple more wins in that competition. But in the league, they've been dreadful. Cardiff has to take this opportunity. It's not in Neil Warnock's DNA to attack Nick, but they've got to go all out tomorrow. Yeah, and Cardiff, by the way, have not been all that terrible of late. I mean, no. since beginning of February, I think they've won three and they've lost four. I mean, you know, which for a team languishing in 18th place isn't actually all that bad. Let's uh, go to the top of the table, though, for a minute, uh, Kartik, and talk about uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, United. There are four teams. There are two spots. Uh, right now, Tottenham, uh, they are separated by three points. Yeah. It's difficult for me. It's difficult for me to predict who's going to be sitting in the chair. I I think Spurs will be okay. Uh, I think the fact that they've won two on the bounce since the new stadium's open, of course, despite the fact their their, their uh, home form was actually pretty good at uh, Wembley. It's been their away form that's been the disappointment for them. Um, Arsenal, you know, Unai Emery has found uh, the right time to have a, a nice sort of late run as of February. Uh, you know they've they've lost. I think they've lost one game in the last what three, four, five, six, seven. They've lost uh, one game in the last eight. So Arsenal are on the bounce, and of course they had that great, nice win today uh, against uh, at Vicarage Road against uh, Watford. It was a difficult match. Yeah, it was a very fortunate win for them. Uh, on uh, Chelsea, uh, look, they never should have beaten uh, Cardiff. Cardiff is in the situation um, now. Now that you mentioned Chelsea in the for, in the race for fourth, because. Uh, there was essentially theft in that match uh, in Cardiff a few weeks ago. If you remember, uh, yep. two guys clearly offside a goal that equalizes uh, in the 90th minute, and then they get a late winner and, and deep in stoppage time. So uh, Cardiff probably would be still fighting, and, and Chelsea would have been kind of drifting this race. Um, Chelsea seemed to be getting results, though, which <laughs> until this match against Liverpool, like that Cardiff match. They never should have won that match. They never should have even drawn that match. Um, I think Spurs are going to be fine. Um, so I've got them in third. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, there's really not much to separate them. I don't think Chelsea have played well. As I said, they should have lost that match to Cardiff. There's been some other matches where they got, they've got gotten results and been pretty underwhelming. Um, so it comes down to Arsenal and United. I don't know. Flip a coin between them. I, there's something that gives me – you just cited how well Arsenal have played of late in terms of results. Right? There's something – I, I'm not convinced by them. I'm more convinced when I watch Manchester United. But Arsenal keep getting results. Like today, it was kind of flukish, a real mistake by Ben Foster. Uh, but, you know, they all count the same. They got three points at Vicarage Road. That's, that's a very tough place, particularly this season, to go and get three points. Yeah, I mean, you know, the problem I have with United is, you know, the honeymoon period for Solskjaer is over. I think we're seeing the cracks in this team that were there from the Mourinho era, especially when we hear yeah. about Pogba and Herrera and all these other players that, you know, they're in or they're out or they're not happy or what have you. I don't think that United are going to put... Look, I think so much is going to rest on the Manchester derby, and I think they will win that, by the way. And also, there's a big match against Everton on Sunday at Goodison Park, and I know that sounds silly, uh, but it is a big match, keeping in mind, of course, that um, Everton beat Arsenal just a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah, that, that was a match. This is, this is why I'm saying I'm not convinced by Arsenal. They didn't even turn up for that match. I mean, they, they were embarrassingly poor. Whereas Chelsea had lost to Everton, but it played pretty well, particularly in the first half of that match. Uh, yeah, United, there, there's some real problems in midfield. Herrera out of the team, apparently transfer target going to PSG. Uh, Pogba, uh, you know, he, he chooses when he wants to play. I mean, in the, in the Barcelona match, he, he, it was after um, Manchester United were playing with 10 men. And I have to say, the other two midfielders, McTominay and Fred, both looked pretty good. Maybe because yeah. they were having to do, those two guys were having to do the job of three because Pogba was somewhere else. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a flip of the coin. Or maybe Chelsea still gets in there. Who knows? But I, I think Spurs for sure and then one of those other three. All right, Kautik, stay with me. We're just going to have a couple minutes on the other side. I want to wrap it up. One more prediction from you. And then we're going to call it a night here on Fistory Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber along with Kautik Krishnaya. By the way, Ray Roscoe, thank you. Ray makes up a great point very quickly. He says, uh, if Liverpool and City are tied on points, wouldn't it be great rather than have goal differential as a tiebreaker, have a playoff game? Great point. We'll be right back. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. All right, just a couple minutes left. Welcome back to the show, Uh, Nick Eber. I've kept Kartik Krishnaya on because I wanted to get his quick take on tomorrow's match in the Premier League. Uh, which is between, uh, who do we have tomorrow, Kartik? It's the Brighton-Hove-Albion-Crystal Palace. Pardon me, Brighton-Hove-Albion-Cardiff match. We spoke about it earlier, but I did not get your predictions for the game. This is the relegation six-pointer. Yeah, I think think, uh, there's a draw 1-1, which is a good enough result for Brighton uh, to keep that five-point cushion and, uh, and stay in the Premier League for another season. Right, I think Brighton take all three points. I think they effectually, but I have a trouble talking tonight. Effectively seal Cardiff's fate, although probably not mathematically, uh, and will make them the second Welsh team in a row to go down to the championship. All right, yep. uh, thank you so much, Kartik uh, Krishnaya. We can find you on Twitter, KKFLA737, of course. As well, Kartik, you are at worldsoccertalk.com. Let's chat later in the week. Thank you so much, Kartik. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. All right, uh, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We always enjoy bringing it to you. Just a brief reminder that I am with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Tomorrow, I'm attempting to get my good friend, ESPN Sports Center host and LAFC voice of LAFC, Mr. Max Predos, on the show. I believe he is going to come on. Check Twitter for updated details, at Nick Gieber. That's at N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Once again, every night, 6 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday, we have so much to talk about. We still have five, six games left in the Premier League. We have the Champions League. We have the Europa League. We have the FA Cup final coming up. What a final that's going to be. Manchester City, Uh, between Manchester City and Watford. Cannot wait for that. Of course, we have Major League Soccer this year. We have uh, the Women's World Cup. We've got all sorts of regional tournaments. It's going to be fantastic. You be sure to tune in regularly. Until tomorrow, folks, uh, I will be back on the air with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Hope you will join me then. Have a great night.